You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening on Oman FM 90.4. I'm your host, Abdullah Al-Ma'awali. And with me, we got a recurring guest. But this time, it's a visual. We got Muhammad Al-Tamami, CEO of Ma'moon. Uh, Ma'moon uh, Financial Technologies. Uh, you can learn about us. You can just go on ma'moon.om. That's M-A-M-U-N.om. Plug, plug. Welcome back, yo. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be back here. It's a bit weird. Like, it's a radio show and program, but now there's cameras and got this new studio new mic yeah i know i gave you some heat about the mic from last time it's a nicer mic isn't it yeah it's uh, shiny i mean uh, the paint is fresh you know no this these mics are genuinely some of the best mics in the industry nice yeah. nice nice they're used by um, recording artists as well and it's a very old mic it's been around since forever Surprising thing with mi- microphone technology, some of the best ones are not the newer ones. Like uh, the technology has been perfected some time ago, nice. so the newer ones uh, cater to specific cases or situations. Say, for example, let's say we're in a room that has a lot of echo. So you want a mic that will capture only what is close and not the the surrounding sound. Right. Right. So with this, since our studio is very well treated we can get a mic that captures more sounds further and closer that way you capture more of the tone of the voice i sound very you hear me like mm. that thickness that that uh, <laughs> that you know broadcast broadcast uh, voice or audio from the 1920s try it all right i know yeah. I, I don't i don't, don't want to do voiceovers <laughs> right now i, I don't want to disqualify myself from being a a, a narrator on the discovery channel yeah right? <laughs> is that your goal mm? a narrator? I, I don't know someone once told me i have the voice for it so you know i'm like oh, all right cool you know yeah. yeah so last time you were here we covered quite a bit it was primarily to do with you your life your career how we got to know each other so that's available on all podcast platforms uh just search for ain't nobody listening scroll down till you find muhammad tamami and you could listen to all that so that we don't have to go back to your your entire background but like, give us a snippet khafif what is your area of expertise and i me knowing you i know it's hard to simplify but try Right. Um, so it's it's actually worth to note that I'm an advertising multimedia and broadcasting graduate, right? In fact, uh, you went to the same university I went to. And I went because you went there and you recommended it. Uh, and uh, uh, I've been a serial entrepreneur and involved in a lot of uh, uh, businesses that I've started. Uh, some, sometimes when I talk about it, I tell them, yeah, well, I mean, one of the businesses I've started... Uh, uh, and grew and then sold was a car wash chain, right? Mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I know how to wipe down a car really well, you know? Mm. Um, but from a crafts, uh, 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 from a, if I think every, every entrepreneur and every business person at the end of the day uh, has a strength mm. or a kind of craft that makes him... Uh, that is that is your strength, and in my case, uh, it's always been sales, branding, and uh, marketing. So I'm a marketeer. I'm a B two B marketeer uh, in any given instance, uh, irrespective of uh, the space. Right. But predominantly, I've spent a lot of time in the technology space, uh, career wise. Right. Uh, fintech more recently, mm. uh, but enterprise uh, IT and. Uh, 
I've even spent some time in the hotel industry as an e-commerce uh, 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 professional. Right. So the reason why I invited you here today is because of a conversation that we had, and it has to do with personal branding. Now, it came as a surprise to me when you advocated, particularly for me, to use LinkedIn so strongly. And in my mind, LinkedIn uh, is for boring business people. No offense, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the perception that I have. I'd say based on our short, well, not that short conversation that we had yesterday, I, I can see how it would be beneficial for someone, say me, right? Being in media, um, creating, you know, artwork and whatnot. So we're going to be talking about personal branding but we're going to be specific on LinkedIn. Basically, consider this a course, a master class, if you will. Sure. Yeah? So, take me through it. Why would a creator or a creative use LinkedIn? I mean, Instagram is there. Why, why do I have to care about LinkedIn? I, I think before we sort of like jump into LinkedIn, mm. if we take a few steps back, and kind of remind ourselves, uh, I, I know social media gets a lot of heat, uh, especially recently, you know, uh, for, for all kinds of reasons. There's, there, everything is a double-edged sword, right? Mm. A tool is uh, for what purpose and how will you use it? Um, so, I mean, I'm no different from anybody here when, uh, when Facebook existed, uh, like everybody, I used Facebook. In fact, I remember when I, when I started using Facebook, it was just around uh, 2007 when I was graduating from university. Right. And at the time, it was really useful because to this day, I am quite literally in touch with all my friends. That was st still when Facebook was invite only, right? Remember when Facebook was invite only? You had to be part of an organization, a school or a university, and somebody within that organization needs to invite you. Y yeah, but I think uh, at around 2006, 2007, at that point, mm. it uh, Facebook was going global, so I, I, I wouldn't say that I was an early Facebook adopter, mm. right? Um, but... But I, I vividly remember that uh, in my last semester, I want to make sure that I'm in touch with all these great people that I met and all these relationships that, 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 uh, that, that, that I had enjoyed. Mm. Uh, so Facebook made total sense and it was kind of trending. So it resonated as a tool at the time. Mm. And, and then we all became, you know, Facebook addicts and social media addicts uh, right. uh, that we are today. Uh, you know, and then later we also these other tools uh, that came to the forte, like you know Instagram and, and and many many others, right? So when you look at social media, uh, a it's a tool. Uh, in, in the nineties, you know, email was like whoa, you know, mm. what is this voodoo, uh, right? But incredibly enough, uh, email is still a very useful tool to right. this day only social media is a bit slightly more sophisticated in terms of tools and the uh, the the what i believe was not an intentional outcome where news feeds uh, and the algorithms also started kind of guiding uh, people and societies towards what mm -hmm. you should what you consume i think that was 
accidental, but then a lot of uh, these companies kind of perpetuated it. Well, it's it's a side effect of trying to get advertisements to the right people. I think it uh, the unintended uh, the unintended consequence is putting you in an information bubble. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's the, there's an uh, there's an industry joke that advertisers and marketers ruin everything. <laughs> right, it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, unfortunately, that's uh, uh, that's just how it is, right? Yeah. Uh, so more, more responsible advertising and marketing is mm. uh, well. That's a topic for another show, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Well, well, where are you going with this? So you started with Facebook. I know. I know you're yeah. coming towards personal branding. Yeah. So yeah. as 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 a uh, as a professional, as an individual, mm. and as a and as a pract- uh, as a as a as a B two B or business to business sales professional or marketeer, hmm. uh, you're always looking for ways to be more efficient, right? Uh, be it you know how many cold calls you could make in an hour, uh, to being able to uh, maintain and manage relationships, and you use you know customer relationship management tools. Um, how can you write better emails so that you know you can increase your open rate? So you know these things really matter to people who work yeah. in, in sales and marketing. Uh, when when LinkedIn showed up, uh, I had been using LinkedIn, uh, uh, and I've been using Facebook, and I was using Instagram, and I was kind of ha ha with uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. right? You're losing it all, everything. <sighs> I. I reached a stage where I was just like exhausted, tired. So then I was like, okay, what, if I was to invest my time and energy, Mm -hmm. uh, which one of these platforms would it be? So, you know, Facebook, uh, at that point, Facebook was just like, uh, because of the algorithms, I mean, my newsfeed was just showing me content that was not useful. I think the, the also an issue with Facebook was discoverability, right? You have your yeah. set set in friends, and I, I don't know how it is now. I stopped using Facebook ages ago, mm. but I remember it's your you are in your bubble of friends. Uh, discoverability was not really. It was hard to find yourself in new bubbles and in new networks. And dis, you see, discoverability across social media is also uh, you know the algorithms they learn from you. So yeah. who you connect with, the kind of content you engage with, irrespective of the platform, you 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 get what you put in. Mm. Um, so unfortunately, Facebook was just not the kind of setting where you will really get uh, something valuable for yourself. Well, define valuable for yourself, because I guess it depends on what you use it for. Because Facebook was very social oriented, mm. uh, so... Even my most uh, smartest and most educated friends were, you know, putting out, you know, entertainment content. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like uh, how do you say uh, pop culture stuff? Right? Which you're not interested in. Uh, I am when I'm in that mood, but mm-hmm. uh, over time, you know, you become all about work, and uh, you want to create more value, and you want to receive more value from what you're learning and the tools that you're using. Can I say just from knowing you as a person, I've always felt that your eye is always out for a good opportunity. You know, you you have that mindset of like, 
okay, what's the opportunity here? So I'm putting you that mindset and Facebook. You're not you're not mm. getting what mm. you want out of it. There's no opportunities uh, for you in, there. In in fact, back then, had I known what I know today, mm. or uh, uh, or learned and unlearned, mm. right? Potentially, I would have probably used Facebook differently, and I would have probably made it even more useful for me, right? But uh, you know, we live, we learn. Yeah, uh, and then. So I had all these, you know, like everybody, I was, you know, I had an account at every social media platform out there. And uh, LinkedIn made the most sense for me because uh, A, it was a professional uh, social media site, right? Uh, And network. And in its early days, uh, it was predominantly a sort of like job site, right? And I mean, we're all looking for new opportunities in our career. And I wasn't very active, uh, uh, as active as I am today on LinkedIn. How active are you today? It's, uh, I think there was a point in people's lives, especially really busy marketeers, Mm. is that the first thing they do as soon as they wake up is check their emails. Today, uh, no, that's not the first thing I do. The first thing I do is I I check my LinkedIn. Okay. Then I check my emails. Right. Right. Uh, so for all intended purposes, uh, LinkedIn is like email on steroids. How's that? How, how do you make the connection? Because it's not just one way as email. You've got, mm. uh, you, you get to profile the individual you're talking to. So you can, you know, design your message a certain way. Uh, you, you get to see, you get to see what other content people are sharing about an industry that you're involved in. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is all valuable. You are learning, uh, to add to that, in fact, LinkedIn has uh, something called LinkedIn Learning, and it's today one of the most valuable online uh, learning resources out there. Let me tell you what puts me off uh, LinkedIn, and it's always done so, that when you enter and you enter a person's pro- profile, the first thing that is presented to you is their CV. It's almost like you identify with the human being based on what they do. And I always felt weird about that. I'm more than what I do, at least in my head. You know, I, I'm, yes, I'm in radio, mm. but I'm not just a radio guy. Yes, I do filmmaking, but I'm not just a filmmaker. I do other weird things that is not related to filmmaking. And I, I don't like being put in that box of you want a radio guy here is a radio guy he curated his whole profile on radio you know it i i always felt that it it limits the depth of a person because it you get fronted by cv and your value is based on that right Mm. so Mm. it's always put me off Mm. honestly like that's the main reason why i'm like i guess businessy people this is for them but uh you know, I see myself somewhat of an artist. I like to create uh, and innovate, you know, and and I know that a lot of artists will also share this sentiment. We, we don't like being put in a, in boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. so this is a bit of a perception thing. Uh, mm. yeah, and it's, it's how I saw it. Yeah, sure. So earlier it was predominantly, LinkedIn was perceived as like a, a, a job marketplace or a place to promote your resume. But then the idea of how you promote your craft, uh, because most, I mean, you're in a career today that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. all right? And that is your craft. Uh, how you, now you express that using Facebook uh, or, or Instagram or heck, even WordPress 
is 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 really irrelevant, right? But in the case of LinkedIn, it has now significantly evolved into a high value uh, content platform, hmm. right? Because you could be learning from uh, some of the 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 best people out there in their respective uh, uh, craft, right? I mean, even a chef uh, can be on LinkedIn. That's a, that's a serious. Uh, that's a, that's a craft, right? It's 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 a career. It's a it's a passion to a lot of people. So mm. uh, when when you look at the chef and you think a chef on on LinkedIn, uh, yeah. So yeah, why not? Right. Uh, I mean, there is value. Uh, uh, that's how the next hotel will discover you as a chef. So I, I noticed something new going into LinkedIn: the creator mode. I don't know what that is, but it seems very appealing. It feels like it would, it would, it might suit me. So, so this is this is what sort of LinkedIn slowly began to realize: that, mm. oh, we are a, we're a content platform to express uh, your craft or your professionalism or what you do in a career uh, is actually uh, what LinkedIn should be about. So they've they've introduced uh, all these tools. In fact, one of the tools that they introduced, uh, which they discontinued, was LinkedIn Stories. It didn't quite work out the same way it worked for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and reason being, I don't think it is uh, the feature that had a problem. It was us, the users. We were still a bit old school. Like, no, 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 no. Stories don't belong in LinkedIn. Too casual for LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, so didn't uh, ad- adoption didn't quite uh, take off. Uh, but LinkedIn quickly learned and started introducing, you know, uh, a blogging tool, hmm. which is known as the LinkedIn newsletter. Uh, actually, they just uh, around uh, just this week mm-hmm. they fully released uh, for those who switched to creator mode uh, that they could host audio. Uh, events. What do you mean, like like uh, Twitter? Yeah, sort of like what you have with uh, Twitter Spaces. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Really, exactly. Well, that yeah, sounds yeah. like it's appropriate for what we do here. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to let the audience know. By the way, later on, well, after we go on a break, we are going to get very specific. Yeah, we're going to use me as a case study. Tamami has a, a, a decent understanding of the type of content that I come up with on a regular basis. And I still am struggling to see how I could fit in that ecosystem of LinkedIn. But before we even get to that, I want you to sell me on why I need to be there. Aren't all my creator friends on Instagram? Instagram is a great platform, you know? It might not be for you, but we absolutely see the value in that. We put a lot of attention in that and we, we see results. So when you're trying to sell me on another platform, I have all these questions because like you, like you did, you, you had to cut something out to put attention on, on, on something else. Mm. Um, I, I want to feel justified in, in spending time on LinkedIn because it's time. It's at least an hour a day, like I, I, for what I remember you saying. That's a time, that's a valuable time. So uh, to all of you listeners, uh, keep in mind, I've been having this LinkedIn argument with Abdullah for a couple of years now, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So to, to answer your question, mm. yeah, all the audiovisual creators are on Instagram. Great, yes, they're there. But uh, all the people who spend that advertising money that this radio station needs are on <laughs> LinkedIn, right? So you're just, you know, you're just hanging out with 
with their kids on Instagram, but you want daddy, you know? All right, the one who can buy an advertising spot. So how do you reach him? Mm. And LinkedIn is the place uh, to do that. Instagram is a great place to connect with other creators. I'm trying to reiterate what you said. And LinkedIn is a great place to connect to the money. Uh, yeah, but it's more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's more like, it's more direct to consumer, mm-hmm. right? So to to succeed as a creator in, uh, in, in Instagram, because Instagram is designed uh, to really work for audiovisual, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, by design. Yeah. So if you want to become, uh, uh, if you're a creator, then yeah, you, you could significantly monetize uh, the platform because you have like, you know, uh, half a million or two, three million followers. And, you know, you're, you're, you're probably more successful as a creator than some television stations around the world. Right. In terms of, you know, how people are engaged and watching your content. Yes. Right. So, so it's more direct to consumer kind of platform versus reaching, not to say that I don't have an Instagram account, right? Yeah. Uh, and as a decision maker or as a professional, I do. But when I'm in, when I am in Instagram, I am in daddy mode. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you go through my Instagram, you just see pictures of my kids, just pictures of my kids. Uh, that's right? great. Uh, I, I love seeing that side of you as well. So that's where I express that side. And mm. that's where my relatives are and my friends. And mm. that's the platform for me to express that aspect of uh, who I am. But uh, a big part of who I am is also what, you know, what I'm passionate about in terms of craft, work, uh, career, business, what mm. have you. And as a, uh, that's why I keep emphasizing as a B2B marketeer, mm-hmm. right? Or as a content creator for businesses, right? As an audience, LinkedIn significantly uh, 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 makes sense. If I was to look, if I was to describe it another way, mm. being in Instagram is like being invited to your friend's birthday party. Okay. Uh, being in LinkedIn is like being invited, uh, being invited to a 24 seven, uh, networking conference. Yes. Right. So that's kind of an, an analogy to uh, when you think about the the nuances and the differences between the two platforms. I'd like to go back to the idea of personal branding, uh, mm-hmm. which is what we started with. I don't know if we tackled it enough. Mm-hmm. You said something to me, I think yesterday on the phone, and I will try to quote you correctly. I'm not sure if I'm going to get it right, but you you said something along the lines of, "You're not." an individual working for a brand, but you are a brand. Mm. As an individual, you are a brand that just happens to be working in, in an institution. Could you expand on that a little? Yeah, so I'll, 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 I'll take some inspiration from the uh, sales profession. Mm. Uh, a salesperson, first and foremost, sells himself first, then whatever product he represents, because in sales, if the customer trusts you, mm. right, then they are more likely to work with you, irrespective of what you sell. So having having worked in sales in a myriad of uh, industries, I mean, there are some clients who continue to buy from me irrespective of what I'm selling. Right. All right. 
because as long as that thing is uh, that I'm selling is uh, is is needed, uh, it's just the trust that I will look after their interest as the person who is uh, you know uh, introducing a certain solution or a certain product to them. Hmm. Um, but I'm a big believer that. Uh, sometimes we we over confuse ourselves, and you kind of said it earlier. Hmm. Uh, you're like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm a creator. You're identifying uh, as an artist, right? Because that's your practition uh, as a creator, as a content creator. Pro, pro, um, I'd say a, a large part of it, but not not as much as before because I do management now. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. so uh, so now you know you you. You also need to, you know, have advertisers, right? Exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah. So what's 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 what I find uh, what I kind of learned over the years was that uh, we are one self, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what you do in your day job and who you are when you go back home, it's the same person, right? So I I, I like to motivate, uh, especially younger people, and, and tell them that. Look, always remember, you, uh, you work for Abdullah LLC. Right. And uh, Oman English FM mm-hmm. is Abdullah LLC's client. Because tomorrow your client could be, I don't know, the BBC or something. So if you look at a, a person's average career, right? Mm-hmm. you start your first job right out of college, And then after a couple of years, you want to go on another adventure or you'll get promoted in another company or in your existing company, mm. you know, career journeys. Um, that is your first business to the day you're in your grave. Mm. Your own existence. Right. Everything else uh, is second after your own well-being. Right. So if people operated uh, their existence the same way they would, you know, uh, look after a business, and, uh, maybe this is a shrewd kind of analogy, but um, mm. there'd be no confusion as to, oh, there is this this other person that is me, and then there is this other person that is me. No, 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 you, you, you can't. This is not oil and water. You're just yeah. one entity. And then that reframing really also helps you To say that, ah, so this is why I need to learn new things. This is why I need to unlearn things hmm. uh, because of this idea. You know, I, I love that as we're having this very specific conversation, Talal al-Shahri walks in in the studio, who is um, the director of specialized channels here, and you're talking about other job opportunities, which is fantastic. <laughs> Hi, Talal. <laughs> yeah. So how about we take a quick break? Because I have a couple of more questions. Actually, I, I, I want to address something yes. to what you just said. Please. There's a lot of people who are very nervous about using LinkedIn as a uh, uh, content creation platform or to even showcase their resume. Because it might imply you're looking for other opportunities. Y- y- yeah. Hmm. And if, if anyone out there is listening and you work for an organization that doesn't want what's good for you in your career, even if it's not in their organizations, hmm. you're, you, you're working in the wrong place. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So insecure companies like that need to wake up and smell the coffee. Absolutely. Yeah, that is a great point. Uh, in fact, it's a matter that we, you know we we have been fortunate here to to see some of our people thrive. You know, and how does your attitude towards that? Yeah, right. If your organization sees that as a threat to them, 
That's a red flag. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I actually would love to expand on this, but we're going to go on a quick break and we'll be right back. Sure. The Nation Station. 90.4 FM. And we're back. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening. And with me is Mohammed Tamami. I've been learning more and more about what you've been up to and what you've been doing. I didn't realize because when you just look at your Instagram, you'd think you're not active on the Internet. Right. But mm. then you go and turn on LinkedIn and this guy has 11,000 people who are like like that is significant. Um, you are also you're telling me uh, you get a lot of people. Uh, people coming to you for what could potentially be uh, a business opportunity or you, you you see what you said there mm. uh, one of the reasons i think a lot of people are losing touch with each other mm. is because of the automation of social media right how uh, because you get my news and my feeds of what's going on with me on instagram yeah therefore you know people don't feel the need to pick up the phone and call right right um uh, which is which is the unfortunate part of social media sometimes sometimes it could be it could go the other way mm. sometimes you don't see someone in a while you see a post and you're like yo you know <laughs> you're alive but but for you know b2b marketeers or any professional for that matter to be honest mm. right uh, mm. anybody who sells anything and i believe everybody is selling something yeah right a stockbroker a dentist mm-hmm. even uh, even a, uh, a heart surgeon you know a heart surgeon tells you don't worry you will not die tomorrow in the operating room right so and you know, uh, as far as i'm concerned everybody is selling something I, uh, yeah. this yeah okay i can see with the surgeon thing it's like you know like dr oz right because they've established themselves in a certain way that you would feel like ah oh, this is the guy that knows what's up but it might not be true yeah now now he sells you smoothies too so <laughs> okay so 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 let's let's shift the way we sit because we're going to be taking notes and say i want to learn man well uh, I'm, not, i'm not taking notes no but, you're not uh, taking knock notes yourself out. I, I, i will take notes because now we're going to talk about me and my account and how i should get into linkedin so let's say i'm convinced let's say mm. i want a presence on linkedin I do see value in uh, getting new networks um and I feel like I don't know I'm it's my Instagram is kind of uh I don't know it's it's not it's not yielding as many connections as it was before but to be mm. fair I take a huge part of that blame because the way Instagram is structured or designed is currently not inspiring me to put out content. So the idea of having a new a different platform where I can experiment with and write longer form stuff for example and reach contacts that are that may aid in our journey of growth here at the station and that that that's intriguing to me. So I have this show ain't nobody listening. That's one form of content. I understand that on LinkedIn based on what you said before that there are three types of content so could you tell me what those three types of content are ah uh, that, that's not three types of content mm. but uh three methodologies in creating so content. that you could uh, uh comfortably and, and even sustainably mm. uh produce content a lot of people are in are intimidated when okay yeah i want to use these platforms to you know sell my business better or my advice better or my solutions and so on and so forth right mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of experts uh, out there around the world i mean google is your best friend uh, 
in terms of learning these kind of mechanics and I spent a lot of time, but I will try to distill uh, uh, this. And this methodology is applicable across the board. So this is not- Across that, all platforms. All platforms, right. right? A way of how to approach this. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of, uh, so sure, LinkedIn is a bit different, say from Instagram and Facebook, but pretty much same thing, you know, your profile picture, maybe bio, mm. uh, you can post images, videos. And as I mentioned earlier now, you could even host uh, sort of like Clubhouse, these, uh, you can have an online uh, audio event. Right, right. Yeah. That's exciting, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm uh, looking forward into experimenting with, uh, with, with this particular new feature, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I like to, uh, and, and really I, I picked this concept up from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Uh, Gary V is uh, probably one of uh, 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 the best thought leaders in the concept of attention arbitrage, right? Mm. Because you have to remember, when, when you're consuming any uh, brand or personal brand or any creator's content, that the, the actual transaction that's happening is they are paying you with their time. So when someone on Instagram or LinkedIn has, uh, I don't know, half a million followers, 50,000 followers, uh, regardless, when you put out content and they stop when they're scrolling through the newsfeed and they look at that for Mm -hmm. three, four seconds, take that three seconds, multiply it by half a million people. And that's, that's attention arbitrage. And, and that's the measure that these organizations use, um, to attract advertisers money. So, so you, you mean it in that sense. So those three seconds is worth money to an advertiser. To an advertiser. I, let me put right. it in, in, uh, in perspective here, mm-hmm. right? Uh, um, for example, lawyers. Mm-hmm. Lawyers uh, traditionally work on billable hours, right? So, you know, an, an, an average lawyer might bill you 150 reals an hour, a uh, really hotshot lawyer from a really fancy, you know, firm, well up to, you know, 500 reals an hour. Sure. Um, the, the average uh, Instagram influencer in Oman, or I won't say average, any Instagram influencer in Oman with north of half a million. Uh, That's definitely not average. Uh, yeah, 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 but. Uh, the top influencer. It's debatable uh, that to still uh, refer to categorized as a micro influencer. Right. Yeah. yeah but uh, these num these uh, terminologies change with time. So, what would have been a micro influencer five years ago, say with three thousand followers, might be eight thousand followers today. Right. Exactly. And yeah. I, I try to uh, steer away from the word followers, and I like to say community. Right. Nice. Nice. Because because, yeah. because those who focus on creating something valuable for their audiences, uh, the the relationship there is that uh, yeah the the they resonate with what you're doing and what you are putting out there. Therefore, that's a community. Yeah. You know, a group of people who are interested in music or a group of people who are interested in Web3 or, or what, what have Or a group of people who are just interested in what you have to say as a person. Mm. Or how you say it. Or how you say it. All right? Yeah. So in Oman and the UAE and even in Saudi Arabia, uh, what uh, and you, when you look at some of these uh, Instagram influencers and others, right? They have, I mean, the, for them to come and do a coverage for an opening of a shopping mall, uh, to do just coverage uh, of one minute, 
the average cost of that one minute to some brands and advertisers today is around you know two thousand to uh, four thousand Omani reals. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's beats being a lawyer. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> right. It beats most careers really. Yeah, and it's because they bring those eyeballs, hmm. right? Uh, today, a lot of social media influencers, for example, they command audiences that are more effective than traditional media. Hmm. All right, and that's what advertisers are buying the eyeballs the attention uh, that uh, uh, these personal brands or influencers if you want to call them uh, bring uh, to the uh, bring to these brands so I want to be and I'm sure like anyone who jumps into any new platform you want to be successful in it you want people to actually pay attention to what you do yes. how do you go about it and that's why I was asking about these three types of content uh, yeah. yeah so no, I, I want I, I'll call them content creation strategies okay I'll call, these, call it a framework sure okay. right and uh, I, I didn't coin this to be honest I think this was really coined by Gary Vaynerchuk right mm. so there's uh, uh, three approaches when you're creating content irrespective of the platform right uh, you've got uh, curating creating and documenting curating so, creating and documenting document. okay take me through those so I'll start with the easiest for everybody mm. the one that everybody is kind of already doing but they don't realize that's what they're doing okay right even if it's uh, even if you're just someone who has you know, I don't know, 300 friends following you on Instagram and, uh, you know, you're always like sharing a funny post that someone posted, right? Mm. So sharing other people's content is a type of curating. Right. But better curation is when you add that extra caption, mm. right? Your own opinion on that particular piece of content that you're sharing. So I could be sharing the latest uh, weather report right and then you know maybe add a little funny caption hey the clouds look like something I, I don't know sure right so that's enhancing existing content right and either by giving it context or expanding on whatever the information is exactly like yeah. you know when you look at a, an art museum uh, why do they call the the person in charge a curator Th that's the value of the museum is the the curator curating particular types of work so you know what you're getting into yeah, right? I mean, you look at yeah. this show today. Yeah. Uh, technically, I am the content. Yeah. You are the curator. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So curation is 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 relatively uh, easy, right? Or manageable. Specifically in the context of social media, because you could consider curating like you got a news piece. Yeah. You can do that every single day. And if you look at your own news feed. Mm. Uh, or the websites that you learn from or read content on, uh, you're uh, uh, looking at the newsfeed, you're already receiving content that you're into, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So now you're just sharing and adding that extra uh, insight or opinion or argument or question. So, okay, so that's one type of, uh, of uh, co uh, content creation mm -hmm. strategy, and that's curating, and that's the easiest, uh, then creating. I feel like that's self-explanatory, but uh, could you expand on that? Yeah, I, I want to go to documenting and end with creating for, for a reason. There's a bit of an overlap between those two. A little bit, yeah. right? So, so documenting hmm. is actually what uh, influencers with huge followings have really cracked. 
mm-hmm. right? It's something they understood, right? They understood, and we see this in reality television. We as humans, we love to peep into other people's lives, right? It's human nature. That's why reality television has been very successful. For better or for worse. Uh, yeah, mm. right? And influences they discovered, and this was really supported by Instagram also, you know, in, in a lot of ways because of the, t- the, the format of Instagram as a tool, mm. right? Is that documenting is the concept of, um, okay, so I'm, I'm funny, I have an interesting life or, or I have a interesting job such as, you know, your job, you know, your yeah. work. I should be documenting right? more, shouldn't I? So, so documenting um, is, it's, it's easy and very difficult at the same time. Right. Right? It's difficult because uh, you, there is uh, a lot of psychological uh, uh, limitations that you need to uh, overcome. Insecurities, bro. I, I, exactly. Man. <laughs> right? To be, to be comfortable. Yeah. Right? Um, but the reason influencers or a lot of these sort of personal brands in, 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 in sort of mainstream uh, pop social media, let's say, let's call it that, is that ah, they figured that out. And they're like, okay, let me point the, all that I have to do is just point the phone at myself. And uh, yeah, I am content. My life is content. Mm. And if you happen to be like, let's say, uh, there is, a, there is a, 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 I'm, I'm trying to learn how to surf. Okay. So for example, I follow, uh, what's this guy's name? His name is Khamis Al-Alawi. Yeah. Um, uh, he's, uh, he's really uh, promoting uh uh, surfing as a sport in uh, in Sharqiyya, right? In Sur and Ras Al Had, he even created a school and all of that. Yeah, I was surprised to learn recently that Ras Al Had is a good spot for uh, surfing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So he's passionate about that. So he's always just documenting what he is doing every day, anyway. Mm. And to us aspiring surfers or even professionals or even tourists who are mm. trying to discover places to surf at would follow him. That's right. their kind of content. So to them, his life, what he does is interesting. In, yeah, in and out is interesting. So a lot of people discover that Oman is a, is a surfing destination because of this gentleman. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, I'm seeing there in the in the background we got uh, Abdullah Al Kalbani just walked in. Abdullah, I don't know. You didn't hear this conversation, but we're talking about different ways of creating content. And one of the things that Muhammad Tamami was saying is um, uh, documenting basically your life or your job or your career. So I, uh, could I ask you for a favor, if you don't mind, while you're there, could you like shoot a video of us? Uh, Wait, I thought this is already a video. What's that? No, but you know, it's it's different when you have this professional-looking <laughs> video versus somebody who is in the back in the back seat, right? That's what you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, like that. That sort and, of, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So for you, your yeah. daily life yeah. is not this, yeah. right? This is now you know production. Here we you are right now creating, right? Or curating, creating kind of thing. Welcome, welcome, Abdullah. Yeah, but behind the scene. Yeah. That's you documenting your average day at work. You, you heard what he said? So we want to show that there is behind the scenes. You can show the cables and stuff like oh, okay. that. Just be to, natural with it. Yes, yeah, be natural. Yeah. But just don't cover his camera. No, 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 the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, yeah. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of funny moments that happen around here, right? Uh, bro, uh, a lot. Right? And that's uh. content. That's entertainment. Yeah. Document it. Publish it. We love it. Yes. You so know? that's documenting, which is happening right now. Am I, mm. am I making you proud? 
No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. You're practicing. Thank you. Very good. Thank you, Kalwadi. I appreciate it, man. Yalla, take care. Oh, but okay, lucky that they fixed that door. I thought you were stuck. Thank you. So then that leaves us with creating. And I feel mm. like this, the distinction between these two could get a little blurry. Yeah. You're right. So uh, creating, obvious from what the word is, is to create content. Um, but the distinction between doc, uh, documenting and creating is creating is not necessarily about you. Mm. Um, but it could be... Uh, you know, you can see the overlap there. Yeah. Like once you take away the selfie element, that's creating, essentially. Um, not quite. So let me elaborate. Okay. Right? Yeah. So creating, the problem with creating, mm. uh, it uh, triggers procrastination. Mm. A lot of people, when they go like, okay, yeah, I'm going to create some content this weekend. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to shoot this angle. I'm going to do that. So all this overthinking, over planning, uh, just discourages you and people don't go through with it. Creating is difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's a profession in its own. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's, and, and it's really interesting. Even, even it, it's, it's actually kind of ironic. I mean, there's people who work in the media industry like yourself mm. and I mean, they're not creating any other content independently. Right. Right. I don't know if it's a lack of passion, but I personally believe it's just that, you know, like it never occurred to them that. Uh, Sometimes, yeah. man, it's lack of steam. Yeah. You, you don't know how demanding the job can be that by the time you go home, the last thing that's in your mind is let's go create something else, you know? Uh, of course, it depends on where you work and how demanding the job might be in any particular time. And it's important for us to, to, to realize what is the upside uh, of whether it's documenting, creating content, mm. right? Today, uh, all what you have to do is uh, point the camera at yourself mm. and you could reach billions of people, Sure. right? So that removed that middleman. In fact, today what we're starting to see in film and, uh, and, uh, and uh, in, in the media and entertainment business, that people are getting onto television mm. because they have a huge follower base following their content already. Yes. Right? And yeah. this has happened. Oh, it's like TikTok artists as well, yeah. getting like record deals and stuff like that. Well, so I want to ask you this then. If I'm going to migrate, or not migrate, because I'm not leaving Instagram, mm. but if I'm going to take um, LinkedIn seriously, do I have to change my tone and be all businessy? Because I kind of don't want to do that, <laughs> you know? I get this a lot from people, right? And I, I just ask them this question. Guys, business people or corporate people. They're robots, right? right? Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not aliens, you know? They're humans, right? They eat, they go to the bathroom. Yeah. They, they have emotions. They like pictures of cake and, <laughs> and cookies also, right? A absolutely, yeah. absolutely, right? And yeah. In fact, it would be refreshing to see a cupcake in my LinkedIn newsfeed why not? I'd when like you've been seeing SEO stuff all day. The all day or, you know, uh, <laughs> MBA, corporate planning strategy. So you're saying I can leadership. be quirky and weird. Yeah, because that's who you are. Right. And it won't seem inappropriate in that setting because looking from the outside, LinkedIn seems so formal. Yeah, that's, that has, has really changed. And uh, sure, uh, uh, I think that's f that amount of formal 
has actually been healthy. Mm. Allow me to elaborate. You know, LinkedIn's algorithm, there's still a human element where people are actually making sure non-polarizing content shows up on LinkedIn. So Facebook, it's, uh, I mean, Facebook is, is causing problems now in society. It's very political. Right? Yeah. Uh, due to that algorithm and how it was designed and it's, 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 it's inspiring a lot of polarization. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially the same could be said about Twitter. But yeah. LinkedIn has managed to keep the platform clean and it's what I enjoy the most. Yeah. How does it do that? A, there's still a human element and they are really focused on that, that narrative that this is about high quality, good content. It's not necessarily a place for people to debate uh, race, right? Like what's happening on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is turning people against each other in some countries around the world. Mm. But uh, LinkedIn really makes sure that uh, that stays out of their platform. Yeah. And, uh, and th- that's been really good because... Uh, so there's a person in LinkedIn would actively remove stuff that's polarizing. Yeah, there's a team that's monitoring what's trending, what's not. I didn't know that. Right? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, their algorithm is not like 100% automated. Hmm. It still has uh, some uh, like, you know, uh, algorithm. And th- there is an algorithm, hmm. but uh, it's very sensitive to the kind of content that made Facebook a bad place to be at. You think ah, based Mark, on what you Mark know? Mark Zuckerberg will never hire me, dude. <laughs> I don't know how far Meta is going to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it's not been doing too hot lately, but but we'll see. So, based on what you know about me and my content, do you think I'll do well in LinkedIn? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh because you're already in media. Hmm. I mean, you're in radio, you're in film, you're an artist, you're a creator. Uh, there is a lot of aspiring people of all kinds on LinkedIn who could significantly learn from a person like you, you know? Uh, so, I mean, just what you mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, microphones and the differences, right? Imagine a, a, a young aspiring uh, radio person hmm. who's, who happens to be on LinkedIn. Which is uh, such a tiny, tiny, tiny population, by the way. I mean, mm. by the way, people, if you're listening to this, get into audio. Like you're going mm. into filmmaking. Everyone wants to be a filmmaker. Go into audio. Trust mm. me. <laughs> no one, no one is going into audio. There is, there is demand. Uh, I'm putting it out there. Uh, absolutely, because uh, even even in film, there is still an audio element, right? Mm. We're not doing silent. It's everywhere. Anymore. It's everywhere. In fact, when you look at a production, you don't realize this oftentimes, but what affects your perception of quality is the audio more often than the video. I'll give you an example. Uh, and I know this is a bit of a cheeky example, but it's to illustrate a point. You can drive down your car, tune in the radio, no visual elements, it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. just audio. Right. And you could be perfectly entertained. Podcasts are the same. Could you say the same for video? Absolutely not. You can't. Past like five seconds, you're bored. You need audio. Audio is everywhere. And I notice a lot of filmmakers and, you know, been fortunate to be around a lot of filmmakers. They create beautiful imagery. But then they also do the audio themselves. And they're not so good at that. And it just degrades the work a little bit, you know. And audio is convenient. Uh, you, you, you could be really engaged with content while you're in the bathroom, while you're in the car. Hmm. Uh, your personal assistant, such as Alexa or Google Assistant now will, you know, 
play your favorite news podcast uh, the moment you wake up. So I think, I mean, unless we all uh, start communicating through telepathy, mm. I think audio is going to be with us uh, forever. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. I have a, I have a hypothesis, a theory. Mm. I think ra- radio is here to stay. I think um, radio is definitely not dead because... Anytime you go and drive your car, um, you're unable to do anything else but focus on the road and listen. So audio, uh, that includes podcasts. That's why it's, it's, a growing, it's a growing industry. And most people listen to podcasts and radio when they're driving. But I think radio and podcasts will be in real threat once self-driving cars become a thing. That's my theory. Because think about it, right? If you have a car that's driving itself which is by the way if you don't know about elon musk and tesla it's a very real possibility soon for a lot of people then wouldn't you just be watching youtube instead not to say that you won't tune in once in a while but when you are sitting at home are you tuning into radio are you listening to podcasts as much as you're watching youtube or netflix Probably not. There may be very few people would. So take away that driving element where you're occupied on the road. And now you have no reason to just turn on YouTube. I'm saying this as a person who works in radio, but I see that as a real threat to the radio industry and audio industry in general. That's a very uh, interesting insight, I have to admit. And that's, you know, I never looked at it that way, you know, like self-driving cars. I I was just thinking, great, now I get to use the phone and eat a sandwich, right? (laughs) But coming back to you, right? How do we move Abdullah from uh, Instagram to LinkedIn? Yeah. So yeah, sure. Every platform has its nuances. It's Where do I start? Where do I start? What do I do first? Let's let's be specific. I think the f- uh, I was uh, for the purpose of today. I mm. actually checked out your LinkedIn. Like okay, you know, tell uh, me. I mean, on LinkedIn, I think you got like uh, sixty connections. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I didn't uh, update it or anything for a good while. All right. Yeah. But, but just scanning it, mm. one gets to n- know the extent of your craftsmanship as a professional. As a filmmaker, right. notice that all the stuff there is back when I, I was primarily just doing filmmaking. So yeah. that's what it represents. Yeah, haram. So what's, uh, put that Aman English FM update, you know? Yeah. Right? Uh, because we want to know what it is you do relative to this place. You're not just an, uh, an audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not just this guy with a show, right? Mm-hmm. What is it? Who? I mean, who's the guy to call if I wanted to advertise on a show? I'd, I'd rather it not be me, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but, but still, you, you are invested, right? Absolutely. So, and you actually have a unique uh, uh, upside and privilege. Hmm. Uh, the fact that you are in film, that is your craft, that is your industry. So your entire life is just content, right? Hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, I know on Instagram, when you go on vacation, yeah, you, you make some really cool documentaries about the places that you visit. A little mini videos, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, Is that something that could live yeah. on my LinkedIn? Yeah, you will just need to slightly repurpose it. Like how? Right, it could be the length is one. Okay. Right? Like longer or shorter? It could be context. So allow me to elaborate. So yes. I, uh, I went on a vacation to Lebanon mm. uh, this summer. I just came back a few weeks ago. It was my first vacation in a long time. Um, and uh, while I was there, one of the things that I love in Lebanon is there is uh, 
uh, creators everywhere. And I mean from an art perspective, mm. from sculptures to painters to stuff like that. Yes, they have a very rich history. Right? Yeah. Uh, had I taken, say, a video of some of these you know, street artists and stuff, Mm. and then posted it on LinkedIn, and then in my caption, contextualized it with yes. how Web3 can make a big difference to the livelihood of these creators and how they could use NFTs to uh, <laughs> sell their art, yeah. right? Then I've made the content uh, contextual and with purpose mm. uh, on, on LinkedIn. So it's the same thing. You just need to repurpose that content. I, I, but okay, I, I would use um, the latest video as an example. I went to Goa, I had this beautiful trip, a very, uh, li I lived like a hippie, which is mm. something I enjoy to do. Mm. Uh, and it makes sense in Instagram. It's sufficiently weird. It has a slight, uh, you know, I'd interviewed people. So you hear the interview in the background of the video. It gives you a sense of why I even went to this trip. To me, I said everything I want to say in that video. Right. I, I don't want to, even if you look, I didn't have a caption because the video was what I wanted to say. There was nothing else I wanted to also. So adding context to that, I feel like takes away from the video itself, right? Okay, very good. Mm. And this is why you are in a unique uh, situation mm. because you are a filmmaker. Right. Irrespective of what film you made and you published, we will you will be expressing uh, your methodology, your style uh, when you produce film. Yeah. Right? So uh, if you're an independent filmmaker, for example, then that is no better way to showcase your work to people who need to hire filmmakers for ads or for documentaries or whatever. Right, but I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't, like, the way you did, you took this, you saw art, and you fit it within the framework of what you work in, yeah, NFTs what, what, and whatnot. Yeah, what I, I'm into, Yanni. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I want to take that video and start talking about the technicalities, because to me, that takes away from the contents of the video. It's like, you know, I used my phone to record this whole thing. Uh, I don't want to say that. I want the video to just live the way it is and let people take what they want from it, right? Uh, I feel like it takes away from the art when, it, when it's explained, at least this particular piece. So with, with, with content, that's mm. when you kind of like, but, but I'm trying to discourage this business of overthinking. Oh, I do, th that's my yeah. expertise, bro. And, <laughs> and that, 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 uh, that significantly kind of limits people. Mm. Um, but yeah, sure, uh, you know, a bit of, okay, what's my objective? putting uh, this uh, yeah what is my objective in say uploading that piece for example why would i want to do that yeah so that would be uh, so coming back to what you said what would be the first step mm. a uh connect with all you know your contacts and your colleagues in your industry you know man mm -hmm. uh or uh, or globally right uh, maybe uh the, your favorite film producer mm. not necessarily a director or filmmaker uh, is, you know, uh, talking about, you know, the nuances of the industry, what's changing, the trends, you know, the thought leadership. Yeah. So uh, first, consume content. Mm. And maybe one day when you're feeling a little bit generous, maybe you'll click share uh, some of that content of the people that you admire or sure. something that you felt was useful to you. And therefore you've been connecting with people within your sort of uh, community as a professional. Right, and hey, guys, did you see this? This is really useful. This new style of using chewing gum to hold your iPhone. I, I, I don't know, man, you know, like, 
I don't know <laughs> you filmmaking people like what's what's considered an insight, but you get what I'm saying, right? I get what you're uh, saying. Right? A little hack, like uh, a, a, yeah. a, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you never know what a difference that could make to someone. Yeah, hmm. uh, we're gonna go on a quick break, sure, sure. and then when we come back, we'll conclude the show. How yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah. All right. The Nation Station, ninety point four FM. And we're back. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening. With me is Mohammed Tamami, and uh, we're about to end uh, this evening's show. Where are where are your headphones? Yes. So we were talking about um, obviously the importance of uh, uh, self-branding or branding oneself, and we we're talking about the import, the general importance of social media, which I think at this point a lot of people get. But then specifically, we're talking about um, LinkedIn. And it seems to be forgotten by a lot of cre content creators and artists because we put it in this category of it being, you know, for right. the businessy salespeople. Uh, you actually mentioned something interesting once, and you said if you were to hire a salesperson and you check out their LinkedIn and it's not up to date, it's not put together, that you wouldn't hire them. Could you tell me why? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, and especially and this is specifically to uh, experienced people in sales mm. right people who have at least three four years under their belt right and and the reason being salespeople are in the relationship business that's the industry that we're in and when you're in sales you manage a significant amount of relationships mm. so it's all about relationships exactly so you have to use the best tools out there and with, if you're not using you know, for, for salespeople at least, or for everybody today, professionals, yeah. uh, LinkedIn is the best thing that has happened to us after email. Right. So it's as if someone is walking into an interview and telling me, um, email, what's that? Right? Today, that's the equivalent. So a salesperson with experience and is not using one of the best tools out there to manage and maintain and create and connect and develop relationships. Yeah. Right? Uh, to me, that's a bit of a red flag. Yeah. Right. So if we're going to delve into a little bit of the technicalities of how LinkedIn work, you have a couple of really interesting workshops uh, that you've done on the technicalities of LinkedIn. I listened to an hour-long, um, pretty technical uh, workshop on like some of the features and how you can utilize them and the redundant features that should be removed. Mm. Um, one of the things that really caught my attention, which I guess is in a, it's an insight that you wouldn't know unless you know, is that when you post on LinkedIn right. and you attach a, a link in that post, that post is less likely to have reach. And it's because according to what you said, that these platforms want to retain their audiences and keep keep them in the platform and for you to place a link in your post you're essentially taking them away from that platform yeah. so they're they're not going to promote it as much so an example of that would be i would i want to connect this back to my linkedin journey which mm -hmm. you're going to be hopefully coaching me on um let's say i want to promote a podcast uh my podcast right um and what i do is uh, on instagram we get clips like we're having this interview right now we will get a really interesting clip from this interview visual clip we're going to upload that on instagram instagram doesn't allow you to put links in the in the description but you say link in the bio 
So my inclination on LinkedIn is to take the same clip and within that post, add the link to my podcast saying like, here's a clip. If you enjoyed it, you can listen to the full episode on the podcast. Here's the So wouldn't that serve against you? It won't have as much reach because there is a link there. You're essentially taking audiences away from LinkedIn. And how do you go around that issue? All right, great. It's very technical, very specific, I know. Yeah, so this is now what I call, you know, the mechanics of any given platform. In fact, this is across the board in social media. Mm -hmm. Anything that takes you out of that uh, platform, platform, uh, the algorithms are designed to uh, not show that content to more uh, people, Hmm. right? And, uh, you know, it kind of makes sense, right? You, You too don't want someone, you know, uh, conveniently flipping television channels or whatever, right? So how do I go about it then? I want to. So, I definitely want to uh, promote uh, the show. Absolutely. Right? So there's a couple of hacks, mm. right? So my favorite newspaper is mm. uh, my two uh, favorite newspapers is Oman Observer and Muscat Daily. Yeah. Right. So sometimes when I don't have uh, 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 content to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is relevant. And I always share what I like and what I feel could be relevant or is u- useful for people to know. So suppose that there was uh, an article in the Oman Observer today that talks about, you know, uh, the startup industry in Oman is growing by X. Uh, sure. Whatever that Relevant article. to whatever you're interested in and your audience are interested in. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, and this is actually very specific to Oman Observer and I'm going to explain why. You see, Oman Observer, mm. the website... Uh, they did that little script where it doesn't allow you to copy and paste. Which, okay. Yeah, which actually doesn't help them because it doesn't make them my favorite source because you to can't share quote content them. from. Because you can't quote them. It, it, exactly, or, yeah. right? By the way, there are friends here on an Observer, so I hope they're listening and taking notes. Oh, yes, please, yeah. please, right? And I'll explain so what I do, right? Mm. So I sometimes I end up going to other newspapers that have the same news piece because they at least, you know, made it a little bit more convenient for me to curate from them. So what I do is Mm -hmm. uh, I would download the image. I will take the interesting bit, copy paste that into the, uh, into the post, upload the image into the platform, Mm -hmm. right? Because supporting image, right? And then maybe I will add my insights or my commentary on top of uh, that piece and then I'll provide the link to the entire story as a in the comment not in the post itself not in the post just uh, just in case people really want to go to the source yeah citation and references absolutely and uh, a lot of a lot of research and studies and data tells us today that uh, the internet user right with content consumers today Hmm. are so overwhelmed and saturated by uh, uh, they're overwhelmed. In fact, we're, we're all having content exhaustion, hmm. right? That uh, all data shows that uh, internet readers skim. And they read. Sure. Oh, man, it's even worse than that. They just read the headline and they make entire assumptions about their whole lives based on a headline. It, it, <laughs> it's it, a dangerous phenomenon. Exactly, right? Yeah. So this is why today how we write for the internet has changed uh, uh, some uh, journalism or content writing principles. Sure. Right? Because now we know people skim, uh, we remove the fluff, 
more straight to the point. That's why you know if you notice uh, seven ways uh, mm. to eat without using your hands. Oh, yeah. Right? People That's... love lists. Right? Yeah, you know, they're functional. They're straight to the point, and you feel like you're getting value. Like, oh yeah, a list of something. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm taking something here. So this is why these are very successful. Uh, Uh, a kind of content pieces. So to connect it to to this podcast, ain't nobody listening. So the ideal approach would be: I take these clips, upload it on LinkedIn with a, a caption, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But the link should not be included in the caption, but in the comments instead. Yes, because uh, but how sure can you be that the comments is not part of that algorithmic thinking? Right, because we actually see it in our analytics, right? Mm. We see the difference between, say, uh, posting uh, a link, sharing a link, that then captures that sort of uh, metadata and puts it out there. Sure. Versus uh, putting the full link in the comment. Yeah. And running with this logic or, or this insight, actually, the fact that uh, links are taken into consideration, you mentioned the three types of content. Um, curating, creating, and documenting. Mm. No, Now, not, no, I, I, I remind again, mm. not types, but uh, a framework for how to uh, produce content on social media. Yeah. Right. Well, when you say that, it's in my head, it still sounds like types. I feel like we're talking yeah. in the, about the same thing, yeah. but with different words. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the frameworks, right? Yeah. Curating, creating, and documenting. Mm. Interesting way to categorize things when you're thinking about putting things out there. But curating essentially is sharing a link. Yeah, that's a form of curation. So do you notice a, a, a big difference in the reach that your posts get when you curate versus create? Yeah, sometimes, uh, s- sometimes some of the curate, it really now depends on the actual content itself, mm. right? Or the news piece or... Or the topic, yeah, right. Also, don't forget timing is very important. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, I'll give you a bit of my uh, my stats. Right, fifty percent of my followers and connections on LinkedIn are from Oman, yeah, and the other fifty percent is from around the world. But my my biggest engagement is from the international uh, uh, category, as in you know, and uh, and my highest engagement is actually the UK. India, the UAE, and lately Saudi Arabia, uh, and so on and so forth. So for me, Oman, although my biggest base is from Oman followers, hmm. it's my least source of engagement when it comes to content. Even already, I mean, from this morning, you checked out my page and you gave me already a couple of very um, actionable Uh, steps that I can take, starting with a banner. Like, have a banner, bro. I don't yeah. even have a banner on. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 And so, look, at, look at that beautiful, uh, brand new Oman. Uh, cut, cut to Oman, the beautiful. Oman, uh, <laughs> Oman uh, radio or Oman TV logo, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, again, if people want to get into the depths of it and really delve into um the the nitty-gritty of how LinkedIn work I absolutely urge checking out uh, one of your workshops online how can people find it um there is uh it's featured in my profile uh, but it's also available on YouTube what's you, your profile um Hamad Tamami just search me mm-hmm. or, or Google me I'll be uh, you know right there at the top of the result yeah. but um Uh, on YouTube, if you search Muhammad Tamami LinkedIn Hacks, uh, you'll see one of the workshops I did uh, 
for the Oman American Business Council. Yeah. Right. It uh, comes with a screen share with uh, you see him clicking around and you get to really delve delve into that. I thought that was very helpful. I listened to that while working out. W- weird, weird thing to be listening to while you work out. Definitely didn't pump as hard as I usually do. <laughs> it's very focused. <laughs> and and and, yeah. and and on that actually, you yeah. know, the the reason I started doing these workshops mm. uh, uh, was when 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 COVID happened. A lot of my colleagues uh, and friends, who you know, my community is other sales and marketing people, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of them started giving me a call. Yo, Mohammed, you've been on this LinkedIn thing for a while, uh, and dude, I can't engage with my clients. I can't even visit my clients. Uh, how am I going to do my job, right? right? And email, we all know that email doesn't cut it anymore, right? Um, so uh, I was overwhelmed by the number of phone calls I received. That I said, you know what? Uh, let me do a, a workshop, right? Let me, you know, create content, yeah. right? So I did the workshop. Uh, it was a Zoom. And uh, one of the attendants uh, was a member of the Oman American Business Council. Mm-hmm. And uh, they thought that that was really valuable for their members. And then they invited me. And then I did another one, which was the recording you saw on YouTube. Right. And a lot of people are still benefiting from that piece of content. Right. Right. Evergreen. And then what really encouraged, because I've done like maybe five or six of these workshops now. And, uh, and I, do, I do it uh, uh, out of passion because stuff works, right? So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm promoting or advocating because it has worked for me. Hmm. In fact, uh, my uh, financial uh, technologies company or startup, Ma'moon, we raised our seed round, which was uh, north of a million dollars, quite literally from LinkedIn. Right. right, that's crazy. Yeah, so to answer the question of return on investment, yeah. well, uh, there you go, right? So if you want to, I'm going to put it on you, okay, Muhammad. If you want to see how effective Muhammad's training is, check out my LinkedIn, Abdullah Al-Ma'wali. Check it out today, see how it is in its current state, and come back and check it out in a month's time. And if, it's, uh, if it hasn't done well, or it's, it doesn't look any different, then blame Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> this is my way to get free counseling. So, so you know, um, when you look at uh, uh, when you look at the mechanics of uh, posting, right? Mm. Uh, I met this consultant uh, a few years ago, and uh, he happened to had consulted for Ted Turner uh, in the late fifties, sort of sixties, and he told Ted Turner. Um, uh, for, for those who don't know, Ted Turner is the guy who is behind the company uh, that does, you know, CNN and Cartoon Network and all of that. And uh, at that time, the broadcasting industry was kind of struggling and uh, Ted Turner Broadcasting Company was kind of struggling. So the consultant told Ted Turner, you see, the thing is, you think you're in the broadcasting business. I uh, know you're in the content business. This is what gave us CNN and Cartoon Network, right? So when you're in the media industry or you're a content creator, you're about making sure that your value and your content reaches people. Not about how it reaches people, but reaching people. Exactly, right? Reach people where people are at. Exactly. So like this clip from, uh, you know, this video from today, you should definitely upload it into the platform. And those who want to dig more and see like the whole episode, then you could provide that link in the comment and then they end up on YouTube 
and uh, and so on and so forth. It's a beautiful place to end this show. Mohamed um, Tamami, CEO of Mamoun, as well as I guess at this point LinkedIn expert. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, far from it, but learning every day and uh, you know. Thank you so much for yeah. joining me, and I, I hope we can bring you back for some other random stuff. You know. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, I love doing random, dude, you know? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening.